Bartender Journey, episode number 19. What's up, Vano? What's the word, my friend? Hey, you know, we're hanging out, doing our thing. Revolutionizing the bar game. Yeah. One podcast at a time. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Let's get right into it, man. Let's talk about the winning formula and the inner game bartending. We touched on this last time we met when we went out to that uh, chain restaurant after the last show. Right. And how we came up with the theory that... Uh, Bartending is like a uh, looking at through a big fish tank, big aquarium. When you're right. the, when you're the bartender and you're looking at the guests, the schools of different fish swimming around, and you just see them interact with the other fish. And in return, sometimes you're the one in the fish tank, and the guests are looking at you. Yeah, it kind of works both ways. You feel, sometimes you feel like you're in the fish tank when you're behind the bar, and sometimes you feel like you're uh, looking into a fish tank. And you know, I have a fish tank at home, and I you know I have a wonderful, a beautiful fish tank, and it's, I just think of that sometimes after getting coming home from a gig just staring at that it is like looking into a fish tank it's like a bar it's like a bar people they're interacting with each other and hopefully uh having a good time swimming around <laughs> well you have no choice but especially if you're by yourself and you're doing a party or you're in a bar and you just you you study right. you watch the body language you you learn you know as people are drinking they're talking you, you just pick up on things that's you know what we talk about the social intelligence and I've learned so much just by watching people interact with other people. Yeah. And it helps you with and your you want craft. to encourage those interactions, right? Sure, sure. You want to, you want to try to get, get people together. Encourage interactions and get the people talking to each other. You don't want to have to be the center of attention all the time, although it's, you know, it's fun sometimes. But you want to get the people talking to each other, right? Well, you know, it's funny. Exactly. I think of like a bartender as if you're ever your first day at a new school or your first day mm-hmm. at a new job, there's always that one person, mm. hopefully, that takes you and introduces you to everyone. It mm. eases you into it. Wow, great analogy. And I always look at bartending as that, where, like, you know, I remember one day going to a school and I was so nervous because, you know, it's a weird feeling. Your first day at a new school and you have someone say, hey, this is Vano, Vano, this is Brian, this is Frank, this is Julie. Wow. And it just, it, you ease into it. And I always thought as a, as a bartender, that's your job where you come in, you're like that, that lightning rod of, you know what, it, it's all cool. I'm gonna, you're going to feel better. You're going to leave better. That's always the goal. So That's an awesome analogy, man. Plus you have the added advantage of, uh, you know, serving people this liquid that, encourages interactions and <laughs> loosens people up and everything. So it's, yeah, that, that, I love that analogy. It, it is cool. I, you know, I take great pride. I mean, I've, I've achieved a few things, but I take great pride when I tell people that I bartend and that, you know, I worked at different places. It's such a, you know, an accomplishment you right. know, that what it's done for me in my personal life, it's, it's wonders. You know, we talk about bartending, you know, drinks, I feel are only 20% of the job. I think personality right. is 80% of, right. of, the, of the job. You got to have a good personality. And the difference between an okay bartender and a, a kick-ass bartender is personality. You know, you make more than drinks. Anyone can learn how to make a cocktail, but you can't teach somebody personality. Right. You either have it or you don't have it. A lot of these small bars, you're serving beer 80% of the time anyway, you yeah. know? So like your mixology stuff doesn't really come in that much, but it's your personality is where you're going to make the tips. You're going to make, where you're going to accomplish things. Exactly. I uh, I was telling, telling you about this before and you were like, save it for the show, but my job, we all went to Vegas for a convention. My yeah, whole your, your other job. Your yeah, my job. other job. Yeah. So... We all went to Vegas for a convention, and I got my itinerary, and um, I didn't like it because I was in the uh, middle seat. Right. And being a big dude, I don't want to be in the middle seat. I look right. at the aisle or the window. So I call, I call the uh, travel agent, 
and who's, who's responsible for my company's traveling arrangements. And I, I get this young lady on the phone, very nice, and I start talking to her. And I tell her, listen, you know, here's the situation. I don't, I'm a big guy. I don't want to be in the middle seat. Can I have an aisle or a window seat? And we start talking. And I just start, just start shooting the shit with her. I was just right. asking her questions. And she's like, you know, I, I love traveling. She starts telling me, you know, I love traveling. And I, I love my job. And uh-huh. it's, I just have, I enjoy, you know, sending people to and from. It's just something I like. And she started telling me that she's um, been all over the world and that she has like a big map at her, at her home. Mm. And she puts thumbtacks at places that she, mm. she's went. And it was, I thought nothing of it. I'm just right. having a conversation. So we're going back and forth, back and forth. And um, I'm taking a ride with her. You yeah. know, without even knowing it, she's taking me on a ride. I'm uh, calling her and she's like telling me her passion with traveling. So she ends the call. She's like, listen, I got good news and I got great news. <laughs> so I said, um, okay, what's the good news? She goes like, you got an aisle seat. I go, okay. I go, what's the great news? She goes, you're, fly- you're flying first class. Wow. I said, what? <laughs> so yeah, she goes, no charge. She goes, you know, I enjoyed the you know, conversation. She goes, no one's really ever talk to me it made me like validated that it's okay that i wanted you know like right. I, I just was really interested in her i was i had no agenda right it right, made right. her i made her feel like that she's in her chosen profession it was the weirdest thing wow but where this gets crazy now is i never i didn't tell anybody it didn't cost the company anything but i didn't yeah. want to tell anyone that i'm flying first yeah. class because yeah. i thought someone would take it from me yeah <laughs> so the day of the um the day we're, we're boarding the plane People are like, where are you sitting? I'm like, oh, 1C, whatever. I just didn't want to say where I was sitting. And uh, I get on the plane. And when they first said, first class, please board. And I saw, <laughs> they're like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I, I, got a, you know, I got a free upgrade. And as I get on the plane, everyone in my company is like, you know, moving by, you know. because Yeah, you're already seated. And so I'm just like, that. they're like, hi. Everyone's like, how'd you do it? I'm like, free upgrade. I look like a bobblehead, free upgrade, free upgrade, free upgrade. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm feeling great. And as we're flying an hour into the air, you know, I'm in the air, about an hour into the ride. The director of the company, t- t- I can feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around, it's him. This director of the company, this guy right. makes crazy money. Uh-huh. He goes, like, I just gonna ask you one question. He goes, how is it that you're flying first class and I'm flying coach and the manager for flying coach. coach? Yeah, roach coach. And I explained to him what happened and he, he looked at me and smiled, which was really cool. He said it couldn't happen to a better guy. Wow. Uh, and other and other people probably would have been offended by that, and you know, gave me like a weird look. Yeah, like who authorized that? But it, it was just the weirdest thing that, with, with just this conversation that I've had with this, just talking to this lady right. over the phone, I didn't expect nothing from it. Yeah, but it's just that naturally I have that where you got to pick up on that even, and, and that works in bartending. Yeah, just talking yeah. to someone and just like you know, getting to know them, making them feel well when they come in, feeling them. You know, we talked about the welcome, like the yeah, important. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what makes you a great bartender, and then being a bartender, I think, expands that that ability of yours, if you want to call it that, or that that skill of yours. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. And another thing that you know, there's so, I have so many ideas that we've been hashing out, but you know, you, you got to make sure you know you got you take care of your best customers. And at times, you, you know, you got to hook them up. You got to give them something free, especially if they're low on cash. You know, they're stressed out or, or that you could just tell they can use it. Mm. In some cases, you know, I think it's worth it to take money out of your own pocket as a bartender and buy a drink for, for you know, a customer or guest. Because you're going to make it back in tips. Yeah, I did that recently. Really? So, yeah, I was just uh, at this little local bar where I've been working. There's there's regulars. I mean, there's real regulars like like they're in there almost every day, some of these people. And, they, and they're great. And they come and they have dinner and they drink, you know. But so this one guy came in, probably the best customer in the whole bar. And he ate 
and he drank and he hang out for a while and he um, cashed out with a credit card. So just as he did that, a, a friend of his walks in and now, you know, he's cashed out and uh, his friend buys him a beer. And then uh, I notice his beer is empty and they're still talking or whatever. I'm like, you ready for another one? Let me get let me get you one. And I and I paid for it. You know, I, I didn't I didn't give it away. I paid I paid for it out of my own out of the tip cup because the owners is right there. I mean, you know, like you say, it's you're not supposed to give away liquor and the, the owners obviously don't like it. And she was hanging out right there. And um, so uh, so then, you know, it cost me three dollars for a bottle of beer right out of my tip cup. So, you know what happened when he left? He leaves a $10 bill on the bar. Sure. I, you know, and he'd already tipped me, I don't know how much on the credit card. You know, I was like, his, his bill was like, whatever, 60 bucks or something, you know. So he, he had already tipped me on the credit card. But, I, you know, I paid three and I got uh, I got 10 out of it. Yeah. Nice I mean, return on investment, right? That's, yeah, that probably meant more to him. And, you know, right. your stock just went up big time. But I've done that with, uh, I bought a meal one time for someone. It was like a cheeseburger and fries. Mm. And I was at a bar and, and this guy usually would have the same thing, but he didn't get the cheeseburger and fries. And he's like, you know, I asked him what's going on. And make a long story short, I, I just bought him the cheeseburger and fries. I said, it's right. on me. And it meant a lot to him that I bought him a meal. Right. But I, and you know what? In return, if someone did that for me, mm-hmm. a bartender knowing that I usually have the same meal and I'm not having it for what, because I'm probably broke. Mm-hmm. A lot of our a lot of your, your guests that go to the bar, they live check to check. Yeah, sure. A lot of the people in this country they live check to check. It's just yeah. that's it's, it's a grind. And if you can help somebody out with a meal or a drink, yeah, that means a lot. Oh, sure. People don't forget that. <laughs> you buy me a meal, honestly, when I'm when I'm having low on cash, you buy me a drink. I'm not going to forget that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one older gentleman who comes in, another regular, but he, uh, you know, he works construction, whatever, and he doesn't always have money, and they they let him run a tab, you know, which is kind of an old school thing. You don't see that very often, but he he runs a tab, you know, and he comes back and he pay when he's got the money, he comes back and pays. It's kind of, but it's you know that's something you see in the old movies, you know, from the forties or something. That's not something you see very often anymore, right? No. Put it on my tab, and I'll pay you yeah. next week. You know, <laughs> he earned that because yeah. you know a lot of people. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that yeah. unless you know you. Uh, you would have I to mean, be a regular. Yeah, where I know. I mean, that's not my decision. The the, the owner let him do that. Yeah, some of them they're like mascots. Some of those guys in the bar, <laughs> yeah, you know, you really true. they're just like a legend. You know, it's like the yeah. guy at Yankee Stadium. Freddie yeah. says, you know, yeah, Freddie says, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, the it's yeah, just, yeah. you gotta like it's part of it, you know. Yeah, it's part of the scene. That's right. Yep. The bar is the second home. It's a safe place. They they want to go there feeling special. They want to be treated well. You know, it's a judgment free zone. As a bartender, the majority of your job is to help people feel better. Yeah. And bartender, in, in my opinion, I, I hate when people say bartender is like being a shrink. Yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna want to being a shrink is a whole different thing. But to me, a bartender, it's like being a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. I I use that a lot. The judgment free zone. <laughs> somebody somebody will come up like, I don't, you know, the, whatever they say, you know. And I'm always I draw the box in the air. It, this is the judgment free zone. So feel free to do whatever you want, you know. <laughs> and you and people people enjoy that. They they like that. But of course. You you are uh, kind of keeping track of them, you know. <laughs> Let's face it, you have some responsibility here, so yeah. you know it's it's easy to say that, but you got to uh, you know you're looking after your guests too. It's it, that's part of it too. I mean, uh, I don't want to say babysitter is part of it, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you you got to keep tabs. You know, you're you're ultimately uh, the den mom. You you're know, responsible. What I mean? Yeah, they're responsible for them. I get a lot of this. Uh, sometimes you know people are embarrassed of the drinks that they, they like <laughs> and they'll you know and they'll like order it and they whisper it yeah and then you pick up like a lot of like 
if you like it, who cares? But like some yeah. people like Malibu Bay Breezes, they don't want people to know. Or <laughs> guys, especially. Yeah, and it's just like whatever, <laughs> dude. Like if you like that, you know, we'll call it. We'll make up a name, but you know, the usual. But you pick up on that and you make them feel comfortable. But it, I'm not judging you. Well, you can yeah. order anything. You know, you're right. paying. I'm, I'm judging you if you're not tipping me. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I judge you. You know, let's keep it real. I'm not gonna. Ever, that's not my place to ever judge anybody on what they drink. You know, I mean, that's keeping it real. That's what's great about it. They come to you and it's just like, you're just, like I said, it all goes back to that first day of school, that first new job. You want, you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. There was some bartending forum or something, you know, Facebook, I don't know what it was, but uh, where somebody started a conversation and a lot of bartenders added comments to it. And somebody said, uh, what's your opinion on frozen drinks, you know? And one, one guy says, you're lucky if you get an ice cube from me. You know, like <laughs> that, you know, that was very judgmental, but I thought it was funny because, you know, we don't like making frozen drinks particularly, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I don't. I, but yeah. then somebody else, some, somebody else said something that was very deep and said, if you don't enjoy serving the people the things that they want, maybe the hospitality business is not for you. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, well, she's right too. They, they both have very good points there. No, the first guy didn't really have a good point. It was just like a grumpy bartender kind of thing to say, you know. It also, too, you know, it's funny, bartending requires a unique personality. You know what I mean? You have to mm-hmm. be able to have, you know, a fast-paced environment. And, like, and you're in a company of strangers, you know, yeah. people that are flirting and just strange folks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to be able to, like, and it's sometimes you want to judge, like, you're a fucking lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm uncomfortable, but you kind of you break that, you step back. Got to get past it. And you get past that and you find out, okay, this is just what he or she is into, right. and you just you got to find a common ground to talk about. Yeah, because I, mean? I, I mean, we we could talk. We can have a, three shows on some of the strangest people, yeah. you know, that we've met. You know, right. but it's, that's what I find it works. You, you know, I'm not. You know, even though inside I'm like, holy cow, like I want to <laughs> run away from you right now. <laughs> you know, versus then you get to know them and you just start. Yeah, talking. yeah, they might not be as strange as you think. But yeah, but on that point, to keep conversation going, you got to keep up on current events, sports. Yep. You know, working in this local bar, you know, I I enjoy watching sports, but I'm not the kind that pours over the newspaper. You know, who's you know who's leading the league and batting average in the American League, all that kind of shit. You know, but it's like sometimes you got to know that just to keep the conversation going, and you don't want to look like an idiot either. You know, you got. Sometimes in the afternoon, four of thirty in the afternoon, five o'clock, you got a bar full of dudes. You know, just talking about sports, and you. you Got to know a little something about it, or else you're gonna look like an asshole. <laughs> no, I mean, right? Well said. And that that that's you're finding common ground because if you if as a bartender, you know, you read people, and if you, you're throwing stuff out and you're getting nothing in return, it gets awkward. Yeah. So yeah. that's when you go to the popular favorites, you know, sports. That's kind of common advice, but it's worth restating. You know, to make conversation, know about sports, know about current events, know about movies that are coming out, books maybe. Absolutely, <laughs> and it, it saves you. It, it will definitely talking about sports. You can just you know, it's safe. It's, you know, yeah. politics. You got to be careful right. with. No, you don't can, want, no, but no, even you, with that, you know, you're not. But you got to know a little something about just, it. Wow, yeah. it's crazy what's going on in Washington right now. And yeah. then you start talking. <laughs> And then you couldn't, you know, get a read. And then if not, you kind of just let the person. Some people want to be left alone, and yeah. that by itself, you just acknowledge them, you know. All right, and something, you know, we talk about being interesting as a bartender, your own flair, and it's this has worked for me. I, you know, you, as a bartender, I, I found I found my own flair, and I think having knowledge of what famous people drink or current celebrities drink goes a long way. It's a it's a great 
um, conversation starter. You, right. you, you, you're interested, especially if someone likes that celebrity. Yeah. So, or they order a certain drink and you say, oh, you know who, who's yeah. favorite? That's uh, Beyonce's yeah. favorite drink or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And so I have a few and you have a few and I think mm-hmm. this is good for our listeners to, to right. know just to have because yeah. you can turn somebody on it to, just oh, that's what they drink. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start off with um, J.K. Rowling from, uh, you know, the author of Harry Potter and she likes gin and tonic. Uh-huh. So Very, if someone's talking about Harry Potter, you know, right. it's popular. A lot of people are into that. Yeah. His books, the movies, you know, gin and tonic. Right. Very English drink. Yep. All right. So Simon Cowell, he, you know, the pop mogul, he suffers from certain food intolerances. So he- Yeah, uh, I, I have to eat uh, gluten-free myself, so I, I, I can't drink regular beer. All right. So this is something good to know that I could share to you if you were to guess, and you know, I'm the bartender. He likes the Japanese yeast-free beer, Samparo. That's his, that's his I think it's called, yeah. Sapporo. Yeah, I've seen that beer. I don't know if his allergies, yeast or gluten or what it is, but I'd want to do a little more research before recommending it to somebody because food allergies is a tricky thing, man. You don't want to give somebody bad advice on that. But I found an awesome gluten-free beer that I really like, and it's um, it tastes great, and it's certified gluten-free. I've been eating gluten-free for like 10 years now because yep. it's, it's, like you said, a food intolerance, uh, food allergy. And uh, so I haven't had a decent beer in 10 years, you know, but I found this gluten-free beer at my uh, local distributor here. It's Uh called Steadfast. Oh, my God. It's so good. Wow. It's so good. All right. What else you got for celebrity favorite drinks? Then we have Kim Kardashian, you know, famous for her orphanages that she's built all throughout the world. What? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Failed that, attempt that's at humor. She's for. No, but uh, <laughs> she's not a huge drinker, but when she does drink, she likes and she likes a white Russian. So that's someone if you got a Kim Kardashian fan, she likes the white Russian. All right. Now you have a few to add to this mix. You know, you went deep with the uh, famous real like famous back in the day. Uh, ben Franklin. Yeah. He liked Madeira, which is a uh, it's a fortified wine, which is uh, similar to a vermouth or a port. Yeah, it's it's oxidized. It's a fortified wine, which means it's wine with more alcohol added, so it's a higher alcohol content. But anyway, that's what he was into. And what else? You also had Ernest. I know we talked about Ernest Hemingway, but I saw that your notes on Ernest Hemingway. Mojito. Well, I got this whole book. Look, there's the book I was talking about yep. right next to you there. Check it out. Cool. But he was into um, he like for one thing he liked uh, mojito. And he, he spent a lot of time in Cuba, you know, so that's where he got turned on to a lot of these um, sort of tropical or, or Latin drinks. And uh, he used to like make it with brown sugar, which is interesting. And you had, you, had, you had the ingredients. What was that? You got mint leaves, lime, brown sugar, rum. And uh, the traditional way that we normally make that is you muddle all that up, add ice and soda water. But uh, according to his, res- his recipe, you don't add the soda water. So that's up, that's up to him. All right, this, I'm, I'm not going to doubt uh, Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> this really, really freaked me out, but uh, Frank Sinatra's favorite drink. You ready for this? Yeah. Daniels on ice. Daniels. That's now, I cool. have to be honest with you. As, <laughs> as a bartender, if someone came up to me and asked me, Daniels on ice, uh-huh. I would have to ask him, what? <laughs> and apparently, Dan, he loved Jack Daniels, and right. he referred to Jack Daniels as Daniels, hey. not Jack He's a gentleman, that's why. Right? Yeah, and this is this is from countless waiters and bartenders. His drink of choice was Daniels on Ice. All right. And he never called it Jack. Huh. So I was blown away by that, you know? So Daniels on Ice. So next time like you go that. out, order a Daniels on Ice and see what kind of looks you get. <laughs> Bono from U2, his favorite drink is uh, Jack Daniels. 
Oh, as well. really? Yep. Interesting. That's funny because he's from Ireland. You'd think he'd be uh, Jameson or something. Nah, he's like that. And uh, Johnny Depp, uh, bourbon sour is his favorite drink. Mm-hmm. Jack Kerouac. Yeah. He liked he liked the margarita. Get out of and town. And he, he had a nice quote about that. He said, don't drink to get drunk. Drink to enjoy life. And didn't he he died of cirrhosis, right? Oh uh, well, I guess he <laughs> I guess he got drunk a lot. God, <laughs> and now what? Picasso. Oh, Picasso. He drank absinthe, which is this weird thing. It was illegal in the United States until like six years ago, dude, because it it was considered to be a hallucinogenic, uh, which is not really true. You know, I mean, it's a liquor like anything. It tastes tastes a bit like sambuca, uh-huh. and it's uh, that licorice flavor, you know. But a lot of artistic people through history have been rumored to drink absinthe, including Van Gogh, Oscar Wilde, Hemingway, even Marilyn Manson. That's crazy. Can you get that stuff anymore or no? Well, you can get it now, but like I said, it was illegal for many years in the United States and other countries too. This guy is hallucinating. Yeah, so he would, yeah, he would hallucinate and drink, uh, and drink absinthe and make amazing paintings that sell for $50 million now. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, Humphrey Bogart likes scotch, and he had a quote saying, I should have never switched from scotch to martinis. <laughs> I wonder why he said that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, you hear this and you're like, whatever. But let me tell you, just re- remembering some of these facts, if you're behind the bar and you, you throw this in mixed company, right? it's interesting. Not yeah, many people know that. I guarantee you, not many, you get a Sinatra fan or you just happen to say, someone drinks, someone orders Jack on the Rocks. Yeah. You could say to someone, hey, did you know this was Sinatra's favorite drink? And he referred to it as Daniel's right. on the Rock. I guarantee you, he will now. <laughs> Ask for Daniels on the rocks. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's. And it's, yeah, it's just conversation you can make that's not controversial or whatever. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, these are good things to have under your belt. All right. So that's going to do it for this week. We had fun talking about the uh, celebrity drinks and uh, hope, hopefully you got something out of that. Yes. And I would like to reach out to the ladies listening out there. We need a, you know, women's perspective from bartending that you can add to the show so please contact us if you want to be on the show to interview yeah we like to do our interviews over skype so it's kind of you know it's easy and we're uh kind of flexible when we can do it so it'd be cool to uh to hear from the ladies that's it give your input and uh you know spread the word out there about bartending and and the podcast that's it all right cool well uh you can always reach me at Vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at barkeeptips. You can reach me at gmail at bartender2222 at gmail.com and you can always reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. And make sure you subscribe if you're not subscribed already on iTunes or there's other ways to do it. Um, Podbean and there's a million different ways to get a podcast these days. If you're on Android, there's apps where you can subscribe to podcasts with that. Somebody tweeted me recently and asked, can non-Apple people get it? If you have no Apple devices at all, and yes, you can. You definitely can. There's a lot of different ways. You can listen right on your computer. That's another way you can do it. If you have any specific questions I can help you with, just email me or tweet at me. And uh, But if you're on iTunes, do us a favor. Go on and give us some stars and some comments. That helps us out. All right, we'll see you next time. Tip the bartender.